0: The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a rune cast that I've done for years, focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. The Weekly Rune is now available in full on Patreon.com. Just do a search for Kelly Harrell to find it, and you can find the archive of all past runecasts on my site, soulintentarts.com. If you're not sure what a half-month is or what the runic calendar is, Listen to the early episodes of One in the Weird, or just go read the weekly rune. It's explained fully at the beginning of every cast. I want to thank everyone who listens to the podcast, those who send in notes. I always enjoy hearing from you and how the runes touch your life. I also want to thank my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the runecast and this podcast possible with their financial support. If you've benefited from the podcast, the RuneCast, or the ton of free articles on the runes, animism, and soul tending on my website, you can show your support through buying my books, which you can also find at my website, soulintentarts.com, by making a one-time contribution through PayPal, or contributing regularly through Patreon. Just go to patreon.com and search for Kelly Harrell, and you can also subscribe to the weekly rune there and thank you for it. We're in Hagalaz for the second week of this half month, and a discourse I've been having over on Patreon is what our relationship is to half-month runes, and I think that connection bears mentioning here. When we get to runes like Hagalaz, people get really tense. Loads of people that I talk to are really put off by the runes because they find them to be really heavy. It doesn't help that on appearance they're these like line looking things that that it's not very obvious just upon glancing at them what they mean and and even when people think they have an association with meaning they feel like the runes are negative. I don't think they're negative at all or I wouldn't work with them though I do agree that they can be heavy. In my opinion, that's because the Old Norse cultures didn't play. And I don't mean that like they were harsh, but that they were very real. They were very grounded in all facets of reality and balance. And our take, our our modern perspective on oracles, is very fluffy and one-sided light. So I get why people have a sour impression of the runes. Though stopping at just that is missing the picture of what they bring and how they're still relevant. That said, runes like Hagalaz, Eowaz, Tiwaz, they scare the bejesus out of people. They see them in a cast, and I, I see it. I mean, they know enough about the runes that I just kind of watch their expression when they come up and they just kind of glaze over or they dissociate. And, and they think that those runes portend some kind of trauma or ill fate. And see, that to me is where the modern perspective on what oracle reading is has gone awry. Thanks to the 90s and the whole like psychic friends network thing, it's gotten a really bad rap. And it, it's where we're still stuck in this perspective of fortune telling that oracles tell the future. This is This is the way it's going to be. When in reality, no and and some people say well they give you a potential future well maybe everything is a potential freaking future that that's too nebulous for me what i see in oracle reading and i say this all over the place and all my books my blogs all that stuff is that it gives you incredibly detailed insight into the present into current life dynamics. And when you have that kind of detail about what's happening now, you can make better choices about what's coming in the future, how those dynamics play out in the future. That's weird weaving. So I don't have the perspective that the runes are negative or that there are certain ones that are scary. If you're working your weird weaving all the time and not just dabbling in the runes when you feel like it or tweaking your weird when you feel like it, then you don't have anything to be scared of in any oracle, in the runes, in weird, in any of it, period. That's the takeaway for this episode. We could be done right now. Except I'm not. I wanna talk I wanna talk in this episode about The difference in how the runes resonate in divinatory practice, meaning when you use them in casts, draws, and readings, as opposed to when you work with them in seasonal progression. So if you want to learn how to read them as an oracle, check out my class, Reawakening with the Runes. You can find information about that on my website, soulintentarts.com. If you want to understand my take on the calendar, check out my book, Runic Book of Days. I go into detail about this there, but the short version is no, no Runic calendar in the present day is 100% accurate, period, the end. It's not possible. So let's just put that to bed right now. Everybody's like, they see a runic calendar and there, It's like, there's no way that that can be authentic or accurate now. And and therefore, they poo-poo the entire concept of working with the runes in season, which makes no sense if you think about it, because of course it can't be accurate. We don't have data on exactly how those calendars would have functioned, not to mention Different calendars were in use simultaneously in different regions because they were very culturally flavored. Time wasn't viewed as a static thing, as a linear thing as we view it now. And what we consider time really now is a big fake effort to keep us all synchronized to work for somebody else. That's what it comes down to. Get to work on time, earn the money, pay the bills. That's what our concept of time is driven by now. So you can take my workings around the calendar and go to town making your own calendar based on your own latitude and longitude, because that is the absolute best scenario for accuracy and direct relationship to a runic calendar. That is, that is the best way to do it. However, most of us aren't going to do that. We don't, no pun, we don't have that kind of time, we aren't going to sit down and take years to figure out how to plot all of that and do the math. So, work with the calendar that Nigel Pennick created based on an assload of big brain research that he spent his life doing. That's what the Runic Book of Days is based on. That's what I do And that's how you get started working with the runes in season. You don't have to stay with that calendar, but use it as a way to get started to figure out what it might look like if you work with the runes in season based on your lat-long coordinates. So with that out of the way, on my Instagram feed, I have several IGTV videos that talk about how I set up the intention and structure of the Weekly Rune. So go watch those. It's Kelly Soul Arts. Or you can go to Instagram and search for hashtag the Weekly Rune and that will lead you back to my account. Anyway, so the Weekly Rune focuses on the half month, which is the current rune in season. That doesn't mean by the dictates of that rune's meaning that that thing is going to happen. Like that's the assumption that people make when you do divination. This rune comes up. Oh, obviously that's what's going to happen. When you work with the runes in season, it's not literal like when you use them strictly for divination. It means that for this two weeks, you get to check your relationship with this rune. It means that for the half month, you get to resync into what's relevant for you to learn from that rune now. And I thought that's why Hagalaz is a good time to talk about that knee jerk reaction we get with certain runes. People see Hagalaz and think, "Oh shit!" They get very chicken little because it's all about external change, abrupt external change and you know we think of that mostly as nature but nature is everything so i get it i'm not saying i don't get it it is one of the heavier runes and you should look at it and with a lot of respect but if you study its cultural context it's also framed with a lot of information about how to deal with that there is information about what hagallaz brought up in our ancient text so much that how people responded to it is the emphasis, not the meteor coming out of left field. So when we have Haggalah as the half month, which that would be now, it doesn't mean that for two weeks you should duck and run. And that's often the implied uh, response in general readings. It doesn't mean we're all screwed this time of year, every year for two solid weeks. Really, looking at it that way smacks of how people look at mercury retrograde, if you think about it, which that's also happening right now at the time of this recording. People see mercury retrograde and hide, which, you know, really, it isn't a sentence of mayhem and failure so much as it is a reminder to focus on your communications. Slow down. Take some time. Think about what you're saying. Listen to what's being said. Be extra aware. There's nothing negative about that unless we just don't want to do it. And that's a whole different topic that has nothing to do with this episode. So no, um, when Hagalaz comes up as the half month, it doesn't mean that we have to spend two weeks thinking that we're at its mercy. However, that's defined for any room that comes up. When you work with the runes in season, it means that we're committing to an ongoing relationship with the runes and we get undisturbed time with each of them every year to check the status on that relationship. And that relationship will and should change every year as we reacquaint with it, as you cycle back through it. And I mean, really, every relationship should have grown in a year's time, right? It it should deepen and develop new contours. The same is true with the runes. And that's one of the coolest attributes of working with them in season. The pressure of having to learn the entire futhark in one sitting goes away. You don't have to nebulously study one rune forever and get sucked down a rabbit hole. You dedicate two weeks to each, and then you move on. It'll be back, and if you're doing the work, if you're really working the mastery of the runes, you'll get what you need in that two weeks and be ready for the one that comes next. You'll get more time next year, and when you visit again, You'll be in a different place, and the rune will have different things to say to you. Likewise, the framing runes that come up in the weekly rune give that status check flavor. They are the point runes that help you know how to approach Hagalaz, or where to look to see where work is needed, or where change has occurred. I know I gush about the weekly rune not because I want other people to love it as much as I do, but because it really does bring something to my life in the context of this seasonal nature-based backdrop that's very animistic in, in keeping with how I function in soul form. The fact that other people value it too is just icing. It's, it's awesome. It's really nice to have it be cathartic for other people and to learn how it impacts their lives. So it it really is a labor of love that I choose to share because of the way it moves me. If you haven't explored the runes in season, it's a really gentle way to learn the runes without feeling crushed to memorize a bunch of crap all at one time or feeling like you have to take on the entire Futhark at once. It gives you time to develop direct relationship with them that without doubt evolves into a much fuller experience of the entire Futhark. And that is deeply personal and profound. So let me know what you think about that. And once you do, once you start working with the runes in season, let me know which ones you're no longer scared of. That's it for this episode If you have questions or insights about working with the runes in season or you just need a cheerleader, feel free to email me at kelly at com, or call in through the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and all the other podcast platforms out there. If you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which is a podcast that I co-host with a couple of other lovely ladies also on Anchor. And other podcasts you might enjoy are Around Grandfather Fire, hosted by James Stovall and Sarenth Odinson, and also Why Shamanism Now, hosted by Christina Pratt. You can learn more about me and my work by visiting solentonarts.com, or on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird.